Welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today, we are doing our Game uh, of the Year 2013 Year in Review, and I brought a, a cavalcade of Gamers on the Go stars uh, to come and talk with me. First up, uh, you know him from Shuffled or uh, as the East Coast correspondent for Gamers on the Go, Matt Jaguer. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> and then, uh, and then, all the way from uh, Kansas City, one of our favorite guests, Zach Fleeman. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, I'm glad to have you both on. Uh, we're going to have a great time here talking about uh, the best 3DS games, Vita games, and iOS games that came out this year. Um, just so the audience has a, a little bit of an idea of kind of the context of the games that we're going to be talking about. I own all three of these systems. Uh, Zach, I'm pretty sure you own all three. Yes, ma'am. And then, uh, Matt, you are without a Vita? I am Sans Vita, yeah. Sans That's Vita. a mistake. <laughs> uh, they're kind of expensive, dude. They yeah, still they are. They are. And those memory cards ain't cheap. Oh, fuck yeah, they yeah. are. I bought one on uh, Cyber Monday, and it was just like $20 off. And I said, oh, man, I have to get on this great deal. And then it came, and I went, oh, I still paid way too much for this thing. That's Yep. They got that OLED screen, though, right? So yeah, yeah. I got that's all that matters. I'm probably going to get one before those go out of stock. Right, yeah. I, I definitely think the original Vita is the best Vita. Uh, the, the newer ones they're talking about, I think, seem great, and, and they're going to be just fine. Uh, I, want, I want that micro-USB port. Yeah, that, that would be nice. But, oh well. Yeah, oh well. Uh, anyway, so we're going to start out by talking about uh, our 3DS games of the year. And, uh, and Zach, I'd like to let you uh, have the honors of starting. Um, now, kind of when we're, we're doing this thing, these aren't necessarily the absolute best of the games of the year. Uh, I feel like this is more of a year-in-review kind of thing of what are games that you really enjoyed playing. Uh, maybe they don't have to be the most critically acclaimed things um, until now because we're now critics and we're acclaiming them. Okay. So you want me to tell, talk about uh, Animal Crossing pretty much because yeah, that's the only game I've played. <laughs> I, I figured that's my, that might be where you go. So yeah, let's talk about some Animal Crossing. Yeah, uh, so I got a 2DS on October 12th. I don't know, the day it released, I, I woke up uh, dreary-eyed from a bachelor party I had attended and I just went straight to a Walmart and picked up a 2DS. So that's the, the bro story I have about <laughs> getting a 2DS. And uh, the system so far is really great. I don't think I've been on the show since I picked one up. Um, oh, yeah, we talked a little bit about it before you got one. Yeah, I was salivating, but it's great. And uh, so far, I haven't really missed any 3D aspects of this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Animal Crossing a lot. I played a lot on the GameCube back in, oh, I don't even know, 2003 when that came out. Yeah, I think you're about <clears> three or four. Yeah, I have no idea. But played a lot of that, and now this one is new enough. I don't really know... What all has changed? I know the island is there, and there's a lot more online stuff. But, but yeah, the online features are great, and uh, I only played it for. Uh, it's it's a good routine. Every day I kind of check it out for maybe 30 minutes, and that the 3ds has that activity log app that I didn't know it had, mm-hmm. and so I literally go in there, 
every once in a while and I just check it out. And sure enough, my average play time with the game is 30 minutes. That means I have like maybe 40 hours in this game and average play time of 30 minutes. So, I mean, it's pretty much every day I just check it out, pop in, see what's going on, collect fossils and turn it off. And it's just like another, it's like a chore, but a really fun chore with goofy animals. And I like it. Yeah. So it's like a good routine game. Yeah, it's a, it's a routine. It's good. And I have a question actually for you, for the panel. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Was there posing in the last game? Like when an animal says something cool and then they just strike a pose? Was that there? And the huh. GameCube version? I have not played uh, Animal Crossing in a long, long time. Uh, so that's my favorite thing about this damn game is you'll be talking to an animal and he's just like, man, I, I just ran like five miles and I feel great. And then they'll just strike a pose and stars will go above their heads <laughs> and everything. I just crack my shit up though, whenever that happens. So. I, I don't know if they did posing. They might have done it in City Folk for the for the Wii. I didn't play that one. I've played all the other ones. Um, yeah. But they would they would have like at least the emotion things where they'd get you know the little sweat drop on the on the head or uh, yeah. stars or that kind of thing. There are um, some things that are delightfully Japanese about it. I, I, I know that the posing that you can do, the emotions that you get from, or the joke book from uh, Doctor Shrunk, that's all. Um, that's all new. Yeah. So that's really cool. I also, um, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of secrets that you don't really, I haven't been compelled to like go into a wiki and spoil it all. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of things I'm trying to figure out by myself, which reminds me of games of old, you know, where you just had to figure stuff out. Right. So right now there's this, a, uh, there's this, not toxin, Dalmatian in my town that I just don't like. And so I've been pushing her around all the time. And so she's always pissed off at me and I'm like, maybe she'll leave. <laughs> so, so characters can actually leave your town. Yeah. Uh, like come and go. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's what they're not. They're apparently, uh, they resist physical abuse pretty well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually, it's really easy to retain, uh, uh, neighbors. Cause the, yes. if, if you're playing the game every day, uh, for even for those 30 minutes and you kind of just talk to them a little bit, they'll go, Hey, you know, I was thinking about moving and then you can get the option that says, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Or you can get the option of no, don't leave. I'd be so heartbroken if you did. And your, uh, I guess your whims are just their command at that point. And they go, Oh, I guess it was a stupid idea to leave. I'll totally stay. I didn't, I had no idea. Exactly. And no, and the thing is, I've asked Minnie to stay because I'm like, oh, no, I like Henry. You're a, a cool little frog that moved in, uh, so don't leave. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, you're right. I don't have to leave. Even one even one little speech bubble was like, hey, I really just think this is a good move for my life. I need change. I've been depressed here. I just need to, I just need to get the hell out. I hate this town and uh, it, nice knowing you. And I'm like, no, don't go. And they're like, nah, I was kidding. That was a test. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's that's a really weird so that's just a weird thing. But even when you select, hey, yeah, I don't like you, uh, Porsche, the dog, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be like, oh, on, on second thought, I'll stay. So <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, it's just up to their, you know, it's just up to them ultimately, unless you say, please stay. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's a confusing game. I have a coworker that also got it. And every once in a while, I stop by his cube and just say, hey, you know, we just start to talk Animal Crossing stuff. And, People in the proximity of us just get so confused. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, did, did you know you could hit uh, these rocks with a shovel? 
and coins will pop out. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, no, the, the shovel coins. No, I had no idea about that. And I just have a lot of confused coworkers because of this game and a confused girlfriend, but that always happens. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot of cool things. They changed a few things. Like, you can't, you can't make a money tree anymore by burying bags of bells. I haven't tried that yet. I, I was thinking about it. Uh, it, should... it does not work. <laughs> so I would not. I would not advise it. Um, but yeah, the, I think uh, I think that's kind of what's kept me from playing the game more. Uh, I was really into it too for those first few months, and uh, and then I just don't have anyone to kind of talk to about it, uh, especially like in person, daily kind of thing where I can go, oh hey, I got this piece of furniture, or hey, did you participate in the fishing contest? Or that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm to the point where I just don't play it very often anymore. Uh, but I did pop it in yesterday, kind of in preparation for this podcast, and, and kind of just to see uh, what the place is like now that there's snow on the ground. And yeah, it was like I was playing a completely different game. There were there were so many more things to do. Uh, <laughs> a decent amount of my residents had moved out, and a decent amount had moved in that I uh, hadn't met yet. Mm. Um, uh, I've got a bunch of pandas that I don't fucking like. They're stupid, stupid pandas. Yeah. Um, Who likes those? In my, that, is a, that is a game I'm going to try to probably play at some point. Uh, uh, but I don't know. It seems like it takes a lot just to get into and then get to that, I guess, like 30-minute routine kind of daily thing. Or is, is it kind of like that from the get-go? It's a it's, it's like that from the get-go, I'd say. Uh-huh. I mean, I... Early on, like right now, I play 30 minutes because I'm conditioned to do that. But right now, I could play much longer than I could early on because I, when you start out, you're like, oh, I, I can't actually make any more money. I've sold all my fruit. I've dug up all my fossils. There's n- literally nothing I can do besides just chit-chat with animals. And, uh, yeah, it kind of limits you that way. You're like, oh, I guess I have to put this down now and wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you'll get, like, I mean, at the very beginning of the game, you'll get a decent maybe, like, hour and a half out of it in, like, hey, you're the new mayor of this town. And, and some of the mayor features are kind of cool. Uh, and then meeting people and doing some stuff and getting your house and all that. Uh, but then it is kind of just like, hey, here's here's some things that you have to do for these first couple days because uh, you don't have a fishing rod yet, or you don't have a bug catching net, and you kind of have to wait until those items come in the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you get those uh, those essential items, your your shovel, your uh, uh, fishing pole, and your uh, and your bug catching net, and and all the <clears> other ones, I mean the slingshot and and uh, axe and those kind of things to watering can. Wait, this is this is a Animal Crossing, not Zelda, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to Zelda. You are right, though. Um, but other than Animal Crossing, I do have a question. When did Star Fox come out on 3DS? Two years ago or a year okay. ago, I believe. So that was that was really early then. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was it was really early. It was in its first year. Um, it, it wasn't a launch game, but it, it came pretty soon after that. Gotcha. Because I will tell you this much: I've been. I mean, that, that game is pretty cool, and I haven't really. I didn't want to get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, there was a sale on Groupon, and I picked it up for like fifteen dollars, so that was nice. pretty neat. Um, but 2DS-wise, I mean, it's not, there's nothing really different. Even all the software still, when you launch it, says Nintendo 3DS. Sure. So it's not th- nothing's it's, different about it. And I've been pretty... It's essentially the same system, though, so... Oh, yeah, it is. It's just in a different case and everything. But I've been floored with how good, like, the software is on this thing. Like, just the, every, all the apps and everything. I thought it was going to be terrible. Because, I, I, you know, I use my iPhone and I have my Vita, which I thought was a really, really superior thing than 3DS. And so when I see all these apps, like all the friends list features and all this stuff, 
I'm really surprised. I love this system right now. Yeah, and they just added uh, Miiverse to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever the hell that is. I just, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get it used to taking screenshots and trying to post them. I haven't done it yet, but I think I know what to do now. Right. There's a, oh, man, I saw on Twitter the other day, there's a great, uh, there's like this guy, there's only one person in this little Miiverse social circle, whatever you call it, for a game about horses. It's like My Horse Caretaker 3D. <laughs> Some, something completely dumb. There's only one guy in that Miiverse. <laughs> Only one guy that plays that game, and he posts to that Miiverse all the time. Oh, and fantastic. someone just took a screenshot, and it was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, but yeah. You, to your point about the software, it's, I mean, the touchscreen isn't as good as, as your iPhone or as the Vita, but just the, the actual software itself is, is pretty well done. Uh, I mean, it's a Nintendo closed system, but... They're getting there. They're, uh, yeah, they're figuring it's it out. It's just like uh, just a hair more snappier with like load times and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, hopefully, you know, they'll get on the next one. But uh, it's yeah, it's pretty good for what it is. Yeah, I think the stuff they've done with folders uh, has helped to make the screen a lot less cluttered. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's a really well put together system. Uh, I just got my 3ds XL. I bought the uh, bought one of the Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Oh, nice. Additions, uh, just to have something nice. Because um, I've had my original Cosmo Black one since they uh, since they came out. But I, I kind of wanted one of those XLs. They look really slick. And I wanted to get that Zelda one. Zelda but, uh, one's pretty cool. I thought about getting that one. Uh, yeah, not enough money in the bank, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess that would be a decent transition um, if we're kind of done talking about Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is a great game. People should play it. Uh, I'm definitely thinking of picking it up. Like that definitely seems like a download from the eShop kind oh, of game. Yeah. You just want to keep it on there so you can always have it Absolutely. Uh, playable. Uh, I'm thinking of like that and Pokemon are two games. I just wish they'd have like a sale or something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, working on a way to back up purchases instead of locking it to a single console. Right, like locking it to a ID. But they're working on it apparently, and yeah. it's forthcoming. But I guess there's been problems or something like that. But Somehow I don't feel like Pokemon's going to go on sale anytime soon. No, so <laughs> might as well, I mean, you know, you can get it on sale in the store or something like sure. that, but not on the eShop, which is unfortunate, but hey. Yeah, uh, to one final point about Animal Crossing, it is literally a year-round game. Um, you can go back to that game, if you went back to that game once a month, you would see completely different things every month. And nice. And that's a really cool thing, to just have the game kind of reinvent itself with... You know, here are different fish, here are different bugs, here's, uh, you know, a new kind of seasonal theme that's going on, there might be a holiday, there's there's tons of great stuff in that. So that's that's definitely a game you should think about. Um, so kind of transitioning to our next thing, uh, we did talk about Pokemon, so let's just jump right into it. Um, I think Pokemon X and Y are really good. Uh, they're not my favorite Pokemon games. Uh, but they've definitely done a lot of great streamlining features uh, over over a lot of the past titles. Um, have you guys played? Uh, I, I guess not. No. The last uh, Pokemon game I played was... Uh, I tried getting into black and white. didn't really pan out. It's not I thought it would. But this one, actually, it looks like the, uh, the update to the graphics like actually made getting it full 3D, like, uh, like polygonal figures and uh, like a 3D camera and everything like that definitely makes it 
uh, a little more appealing, like an upgrade yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Mega Evolutions, all the shit I've been hearing, like, it, and like I said before, it's one that I want to get soon, uh, just time-wise and, you know, prices and all that stuff. But still, uh, once uh, my backlog clears up, I'm definitely going to get uh, Pokemon. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it feels it definitely feels like an upgrade, more of an upgrade than previous titles with uh, the big graphical overhaul. Um, the the Mega Evolutions are pretty cool. Uh, I would argue that it kind of um, uh, pigeonholes you into using just the ones that can Mega Evolve because you think those are cooler. Uh, but since there's such a limited pool of Pokemon that actually are capable of Mega Evolving. Uh, it, it doesn't allow for as much kind of freeform stuff. Uh, but, I mean, I've heard you can also level up Pokemon by not even putting them into battle, right? It's like yeah. speed experience like, or something like that. I mean, they've experience had, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they've had that before, but this time they give it to you really early, and they've mm. uh, uh-huh. kind of beefed it up before. Before the experience share uh, would would really shorten the amount of experience you got and just spread it across all of your creatures. And I'm pretty sure the way it works now is it just gives, like, whatever you would have gotten for a single battle, now you just get that for every single one of them. Oh, uh, wow. So you, nice. So things just, things, things go very quickly. Um, Black and White 2, uh, the game right before this, had a quicker start. Uh, like, if we're going to talk, I mean, using Zelda terminology, like, time to sword. Uh, so for black and white too, like time to get the running shoes and time where it actually lets you off the chain and and lets you go do stuff on your own without holding your hand was super quick. Uh, it's not quite as quick in X and Y, but it's still, it's still not bad. Uh, I can be patient, but yeah. uh, And it's a, it's a really great game. Uh, I've got, I've got a couple hundred hours sunk into it. Um, and, and my problem right now is that there just isn't much of, uh, an end game to it. Mm-hmm. You beat the Elite Four, and... No other region opens up, nothing? No. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. going to get gold and silver style stuff like that. Uh, they kind of just say, hey, do you want to beat the Elite Four again? <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's a little annoying. They, they did, the, first, the first Pokemon didn't have much of an end game either. You went no. and got you two, and that was it. Sure. Uh, and, and for this one, you're, uh, you do have a battle tower and, and a bunch of other, like, little, um, you know, side Pokemon activities you can do, but, uh, just, I don't know, I'm not, I, I never had fun with things like the battle towers, because they, Save, they don't get Saving it for the sequel, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And, and we are getting DLC. They've announced that there's going to be some, some downloadable content in the way of, uh, Pokemon that they haven't announced yet or have leaked out, but they haven't officially announced them yet. Uh, the only problem is they haven't announced anything in the way of, like, a new area or a new uh, town or some new gym leaders or something like that. That would be that would be great, but uh, at least we're getting something out of it, and, and that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and then the Pokemon Bank and the Poke uh, Transporter whatever things are supposed to uh, come out here real soon this month, so you can bring all your uh, Pokemon in from Black and White and Black and White 2 um, and and pay your $5 yearly subscription to that, which uh, I'll probably end up doing. Cause That's crazy. What, what's, five, <laughs> what's five bucks over the course yeah, of the Yeah, what's five bucks? Um, so that'll be kind of cool. And uh, X and Y doesn't, even though it has the Pokedex for everything, it doesn't have all the all the Pokemon in it. 
Um, so there, there are just some things you can't get yet. Mm. And until they open up the bank and the transporter, uh, you, you won't be able to get, I'm trying to think of something that wouldn't be in there. Um, like, a like the, the gold and silver, um, starters, none of those are in there. You can't get a Cyndaquil, you can't get a Chikorita, anything like that. Um, so you'll have to wait until you can transport them from black and white to, or black and white if you've got them through that. So... There's still something more to mine from that game. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed in the in-game content. Anyway, Pokemon's super great. You should get it. Um, yeah. If you if you have a 3DS, it's it's a definite great game that will suck up a lot of your time. And if you've enjoyed a Pokemon game in the past, uh, you're going to really like this one. And if you haven't enjoyed a Pokemon game in the past, this one does a lot to uh, streamline the experience more than other ones have. So, something to look into. Now, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, a very serious adult man question about Absolutely. Pokemon. Uh, which also actually kind of brings me to another topic I just want to bring up with people that have 3DSs. Okay. Um, do you... I'm really bored by Pokemon now. I used to play the crap out of Pokemon when I was a kid. Um, but... Whenever I played through Soul Silver, I only got like maybe 24 hours into that one. And after that, I was like, this is, the battle systems are so slow. Everything's really slow and really slow paced for maybe to, like, pad out the game for little kids that parents don't want to buy, you know, a bunch of games for them. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like that? Because those games are way too slow for me right now. I can't get into them. Uh, I think the experience share uh, that they give you at the beginning helps that a lot, uh, that you're Mm going to have things evolving more. You're going to have things learning new moves much quicker. Um, but yeah, one, it, like if you get through the story, then that's where it becomes a slog because now I'm just kind of, when I go back and play that at all, I think, well, the only thing there's left for me to do is just make some level 100s and max out some guys. And that just involves going back through the Elite Four time and time again. And that gets a little, that gets a little rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, what really bugged me was just getting from A to B, um, like, oh, hey, I want to go to this other town, but I encounter so many random battles, and those those are, I'm fine with random battle systems, that's really fine, but the fact that, you know, you, oh, touch the piece of grass, the screen starts to spin a lot, and you get into the battle, the characters are introed, and then you can actually make attacks, and those take forever, too. That That's the type of pace that I, I really don't like about Pokemon games. Does this new one kind of address that? Uh, not not so much in, in terms of, like, moment-to-moment stuff. You can still turn off the battle animations, and, and that'll make things go a little bit quicker. Um, what does speed up the game is that when you get to a town, most of the times you can just challenge the gym, gym leader at the beginning of the town. Whereas in something like Black and White or Black and White 2, there are so many things of, oh, the gym leader's not here. You have to go complete this other thing before the gym leader's even there, and then you can fight the gym. And it just felt like making all the towns these these arduous processes. And and now it feels like, oh, I'm just... It, it felt a lot more like the first ones, where I'm just going to a town, I'm fighting a gym leader, I'm going to another place, there might be a little side quest thing on the way, and, okay, now I'm to the next town where I can fight another gym leader. Um it's, it was, it felt, it felt like a quicker pace to me, having played a lot of Pokemon games. Uh, I don't know how it would affect you, uh, who, uh, would be jumping in after a while. Yeah. I, uh, I just don't think they're really for me anymore. I, I did reach a point with Soul, Soul Silver where I was just like, I don't, 
I don't think I'm like enjoying my time with this anymore because it's just taking forever to complete. Like I put 24 hours into it and I hadn't beaten the, the main campaign. So I think that was just me not really being acclimated to JRPGs anymore. I don't know. That's a, that's a fair criticism. Um, I will say before we jump off Pokemon, uh, my, my actual favorite feature is uh, all the stuff they did with the online uh, the online play. I don't really care about competitive battling. I don't care about playing somebody across the country in a Pokemon battle. But the stuff they've done with trading is awesome. Yeah, I've heard that. Like before, there was the the global trade system that they brought in. I can't even remember which which game they started bringing that in. But you could trade your Pokemon with other people around the world. Uh, this time, they've they've streamlined that a whole lot and allow you to uh, just like type in the name of the Pokemon you want, even if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, so people can trade it to you through that way. Uh, my favorite feature is the wonder trading, which just you throw in a Pokemon. And you'll get one at random. And everybody's just kind of done this uh, dirty Santa white elephant gift of a, of a Pokemon trading system. And for, for days, I was just throwing in just a junk Pokemon and seeing what I'd get out. And usually you'd get junk Pokemon back. But other times there'd just be somebody, you know, maybe it was somebody who was scamming the game and, and just making a bunch of cloned uh, legendary things, but they just, you get one every once in a while and you go, holy shit, I can't believe I traded in this Pidgey and I got this amazing Pokemon in return. Uh, and then other times, uh, people would have different names for them or you'd get one from, uh, Japan that had a, a name with kanji in it. Um, and, and then they also have, uh, where the Pokemon's from. So, I kind of got obsessed with getting, like, these little tags that say, well, this one's from Germany, or this one's from Italy. Uh, and there are even a few Pokemon that uh, change uh, their uh, color. There's there's one uh, butterfly Pokemon specifically that uh, it's very regional. So the wings will have different patterns on them depending on the region of the game. Mm-hmm. I like so that. that. That's really cool to see, like, oh, you got a North American... I forgot what the butterfly thing's name is, but uh, so that's this is kind of you get the meadow pattern for the wings, and then if you get one from Germany, it might have a completely different pattern to it. Uh, so those kind of things are are pretty cool, and uh, and you can do that from anywhere. You don't have to go into a Pokemon Center to do that. You just say, "Hey, do you want to trade with somebody now?" And I go, "Yes, I would." And it goes, "Okay, here are all your boxes of all your Pokemon. What do you want to trade?" And it's it's really nice, and it it. Um, in terms of that pacing, it's it's nice to be able to do that just while I'm doing something else or while I'm on the way to a gym instead of having to go, okay, now i got to fly out of what I was doing, get back to the Pokemon Center, go through this giant hassle, and then get to do something. So that's that's kind of nice. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to another game. Matt, we haven't let you talk about one, so why don't you uh, hit us with something you've been playing? Uh, I can pick some recent uh, that I've been playing. It came out earlier this year, SteamWorld Dig, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you uh, shortly picked up after my praising of it on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, praise from Matt Jaguar is instant purchase right there. Well, what it is is a uh, little, it's an eShop game, uh, and it also just came out on Steam. So if you don't have a 3DS, I'll, I'll forgive you for now, but you can pick it up on Steam for like 10 bucks, I think. I think. Uh, or if it's on sale for 8 bucks still. Something like that, but uh, what it is is a, a 
uh, Metroidvania style uh, map uh, search and uh, find upgrades and continue onward kind of game. And it's pretty basic. There's not a huge story to it. There is a little bit, a little bit of intrigue as you continue on. But basically, you are a robot named uh, Rusty. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. And uh, you are given a deed from your Uncle Joe, I believe. Uh, he has like a plot of land or a, a mine that he's been working on, and you go and you find him dead, and you get his pickaxe and you start digging, and you just can keep continue down finding upgrades or to sell. Uh, to get money and buy upgrades, and you just keep going. It's a very short game, but uh, it's kind of just, if you want, like a short and sweet Metroidvania-style game. It's actually very well done. Uh, combat, there's not really much of a combat to speak of. Like, you hit stuff with your pickaxe or some of your other upgrades you get on later. Uh, but it's mostly like dodging puzzles and trying to stay alive, kind of uh, with a bit of like a roguelike kind of uh, twist to it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some puzzly elements to it when you're when you're digging down. So it kind of has like some. I mean, it gave me some Mr. Driller feels, but that's really just because you're digging down into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but your your character has some limited movement abilities at the beginning of the game, so you have to look at how you're digging in a in a pretty strict way. And then the more abilities you get uh, as you dig further into the mine, the more uh, you're able to fully explore things. And then yep. uh, the further you get down, the the more traps and uh, obstacles that you kind of have to face through that. It's, it gets more difficult as you progress further down. And it's like uh, something like 30 levels or something like that. Yeah, something I think. Like, yeah, you, Three big levels, basically, and like 10 levels a piece. It, it, like the, the uh, substance you have to pick through gets harder and tougher. And the more upgrades you get, the stuff that's close to the surface is easily, like, there's some little bit of satisfaction of, like, chipping through everything just at such a fast pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was oddly satisfying. I don't know why, but it was just kind of cool. It was like, <laughs> like, this used to be hard, now I'm, like, a badass at this. And then you get further down, like, oh, time to get some upgrades. And uh, But what I did like about the game is, uh, like, early on, there are times when you could accidentally trap yourself in, like, a situation where, like, oh, I better either kill myself now, which there's an option to do, uh, and lose all your ore, uh, which is like that roguelike kind of thing. If you don't go back to town, you lose everything in your inventory. Um, so there's kind of that risk-reward, like, do I keep going further, try and maximize what I have out now, or do I go back to town before I run out of light? Uh, but there, on a couple of occasions, I got trapped where I had nothing, no choice but to continue downward because uh, I just didn't want to give up what I had. Uh, no teleports until I found, like, uh, I think I found, like, the next level, and then a, a quick, easy route back up uh, to the surface. So, uh, but, yeah, I highly recommend this game for, like, about 8 bucks. It's uh, with taxes, like, 10 bucks or something like that. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. It, it feels like a, uh, a really uh, limited version of a lot of those other kinds of games that where you do some some digging stuff like it I haven't played Minecraft but I've I've seen enough Minecraft be played and understand the concepts to to see that yeah you're you're going yeah, to yeah. pickaxe a lot and there are some people when they're playing Minecraft that you're just digging far down mm-hmm. and so SteamWorld Dig doesn't have the building aspects of Minecraft but it does have some of those addictive you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna dig a little bit further. What can I find? Oh, there's a little treasure over there. I'm gonna go over there. How do I get to this spot? 
Um, and, and I think uh, it, it shares some stuff with Terraria as well. Yeah, uh, just without being randomly generated or anything like that. Right. It's like, you know, it's just one one quest and that's it. Right. Uh, and, and there I don't no, really think there's any New Game Plus stuff. I didn't notice that when I tried to play it again. Yeah. Yeah, not sure, but... Uh, and there are some um, there are some other games I forgot the name of it, but one where you're just kind of piloting some kind of digging ship thing, and it feels very much the same as Steamworld Dig. Sure. But I, I think the I think what makes Steamworld Dig interesting is what you mentioned that there is a there's an actual story to it. Uh, it's not it's not just uh, um, procedurally generated. It's it's there. It's a it's a well made game that's been made from the ground up. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's what you play. That's a nice story. I'm not going to spoil anything, so I won't say what happens. But it's you know, there's a nice little uh, thing that happens like two thirds of the way through the game, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the ending. It's just an ending, and that's about it. it. It has some quirky characters. It has a it has a really nice boss fight um, that that for a game that has very minimal combat. Yeah, uh, like it's the only boss in the game, and it's like it's nice, like a little refreshing that I didn't have to fight, fight a boss like at every end of every level or anything like that. It's cool. Um, optional kind of challenge-y puzzle rooms. Uh, it's it's yeah, I, I think it's one of the best games that came out on the eShop this year, if not the best. So yeah, check it out or check it out on Steam. Definitely. Um, you guys want to talk about Zelda? Yeah, let's talk about Zelda. I, would, I yeah, I can Zelda. actually talk about this one. All right. <laughs> By the way, I, I do have a question about SteamWorld Dig. Okay. Oh, yeah, shoot. It is the art style. I mean, that that, that game doesn't look good to me. Like the art really? style looks really odd. Yeah, I, from the screenshots I saw of it, was that ever a turnoff for you guys, or am I okay. crazy? Not at all. It was very fluid and very... Uh, I, I bet it on PC it looks like a little bit more crisper, a little uh, higher res on the, the sprites and whatnot. Uh, this it looks good on the on a standard 3ds screen. I don't know what it looks like on the XL or uh, the 2ds, but um, yeah, there wasn't really much 3D, just a little bit of depth in the background, uh, and that was it. So uh, yeah, I thought it looked fine. Yeah, it's got a simple kind of Saturday morning cartoon look to it. Uh, I think what the problem is that you might be seeing, which is endemic to a lot of 3ds stuff, is. 3DS doesn't take great screenshots. I think that's the case, yeah. Things really don't look great in screenshots, but when you actually see them running on the screen, uh, running on the system itself, it looks it looks just fine. Uh, just I, go to the eShop and look at a video. That's usually what I do to get a better understanding of what something looks like. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam preview right now. Okay, that, I can see. Yeah, this works. I mean, it's it's not the prettiest game in the world. You're, no. you're not going to buy this game because of the graphics, uh, but I don't think the graphics are a hindrance to your enjoyment of the game. It runs very smoothly, too, so there's hard, it never slowed down at all, so that, that can be important, too. Definitely. All right. And that was my only contribution to SteamWorld Dig. <laughs> Check it out. It's are, on sale. Speaking yeah. of things that are smooth, uh, how about that 60 frames uh. per second Zelda? <laughs> With the odd, the awkward uh, tilt. Uh, camera angle. Yeah, I, I think that was a really cool uh, thing that they showed off before the game mm-hmm. came out to, to show how they get that, uh, how they make this polygonal thing look like uh, this the sprite game that it was based on. I, I will say I do love how they do uh, cutscenes now, that since they chose to do everything in like poly- polygonal 3D models, mm-hmm. they could easily switch the camera to do a cutscene uh, like just on the fly. Right. Uh, and then go back to that uh, top-down uh, view, classic Zelda view. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I fucking love this game. 
So, Zach, you said uh, that you could talk a little bit about it, so I'd like to get your impressions first. Well, I can't talk about the game we're talking about. I can say that I've played <laughs> through A Link to the Past. Uh, uh, yeah, you just uh, you streamed all that. I remember that. Yeah, that's a great game. That is one of my favorite games ever. Yep. So, good games. Great <laughs> to Zelda. I, I've, I've always had this problem with Zelda games. I, I've only finished two in my life, and before this year, I've only finished one in my life. <laughs> so, you can tell that... Uh, so, you between, beat uh, Link Between Worlds? I did beat A Link Between okay. Worlds. I'm, I'm about... Uh, I'm on my... I think I'm on my fourth stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's as far as I've gotten. It's, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, the the other one I beat before was Zelda Oracle of Eight, uh, Oracle of Seasons. So mm. the ones the ones I've beaten aren't necessarily the super important ones either. Um, but I, I have this thing in Zelda where I, I buy them all, I play them all, I get stuck at some point, and I just get tired and stop playing it and never come back to it. Uh, and so close to bedtime. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's sad. Um, so great games like uh, like Link's Awakening and Link to the Past have just kind of. You really need to play a Link to the Past and beat that game. Yeah, and I honestly playing like how far did you get in a Link to the Past? If you don't let me ask. I can't, I can't remember. I know I I borrowed. I know I've tried playing that game from the start at least half a dozen times, and then I've had like I would buy friends copies or I would buy used copies uh and just there'd be a ton of stuff done but that was even worse because I had no idea where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do uh, mm-hmm. but I'd play around with those because man that's that's the one who's got the boomerang or this one has the bow and arrow already and man my, in my game all I have is this fucking sword and I can't do shit um so I, I never really I don't feel like I've given that game a fair shake uh, I know it's a great game but uh, I think A Link Between Worlds does a lot of stuff that alleviates uh, my problems with Zelda and actually makes me want to go back and play some of those other games uh, now that I have more, um, I guess confidence might be might be the right word, in just that, oh, yeah, I beat another Zelda game. I know how this works. Uh, so you're going to pick up uh, Twilight Princess and then Skyward Sword and beat them front to back right after this, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're completely right. Uh, Excellent. I, I do have my copy of Twilight Princess. I could play that today. You should pick up a GameCube copy. Uh, how about that? Yeah, that's probably even that, smarter. That's the best way to play that game, honestly. <laughs> uh, I can see that. Uh, Skyward Sword, though, is really good. It's just the beginning is very long, but yeah. in... In the consoles, all the games, especially the current you know, uh, modern ones that we have, like everything after the Super Nintendo, pretty much Ocarina of Time on has this sort of uh, direction that it has to be epic and the story has to be very long and tell this epic tale. And I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw the uh, Hobbit yesterday, and that is some padded out bullshit, <laughs> but I still love it because it's it's a movie made for me. Zelda games are games made for me, basically. it's uh, I can deal with taking the time to get set up and then, you know, actually get into the overworld even and wait until the entire overworld is open, quote-unquote, but yeah. uh, in this game, yes, it definitely does alleviate that. You get your moment, you get your sword is very, it's pretty much in like the first 30 minutes, uh, if yeah. that. In, a, in Skyward Sword or Link Between Worlds? Link Between Worlds. Yeah, oh yeah, you get the sword super quickly. I, I yep. would even argue sooner than that, like 10 minutes in, you get it. Pretty much. Uh, there's just a little bit of exposition, uh, exposition that you have to get through, and then uh, you beat the bad guy, you get the sword, and you go to your first dungeon, 
which uh, unlike they said that you know you could play from every dungeon from the get go, that you do have to do the first dungeon. Yeah, uh, you you have to go through one dungeon, and then you kind of get your choice of how to go through three dungeons, and then after yep. that, everything opens up. Uh, so, like, after I did the Eastern Palace, I went straight to the Tower of Hera, because I'm like, oh, I want to do the third dungeon <laughs> first, uh, or second. And uh, I did the same thing with, uh, in when you get to the next uh, part in Zelda, the Dark World slash uh, the new one, Low Rule, mm-hmm. which is basically the Dark World, but anyway... Uh, I went to the Eastern Palace first just to familiar, familiarize myself and get used to everything being segmented in that uh, in the new overworld for that. But then right after that, I went right to Turtle Rock, what I thought was Turtle Rock, like the 8th dungeon in right. uh, a, link to the, a Link to the Past. And uh, that, that just blew my mind how different it was. And just and the music. Like, there are a lot of remixed tunes in this or, you know, new compositions from old ones but there is a lot of original work in the dungeons themselves yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I mean i feel like that's a corollary to the game is that mm-hmm. you know you, it plays it plays on your nostalgia it plays with your nostalgia uh there are things that if you've played a link to the past for any length of time you're going to to definitely notice uh parallels in a link between worlds and enjoy that kind of stuff but then there are also things that go Hey, remember this one thing that was over here? Well, it's not there anymore, and this other thing is here instead. <laughs> remember always pulling the right switch? Well, it's the left this time. <laughs> um, Motherfuckers. So those things are, are pretty cool, and and it was it was great for me to kind of have those memories of something that that I had played a little bit in the past, but just it felt it felt tuned up a little bit. I, I really like. It felt the, new too, so yeah, and that's a good thing. I really like the uh, the renting equipment mechanic. Uh, because again, like I just talked about for a link to the past, there'd be times where I'd go, I just have nothing. I don't have any of the things and to go and play somebody's other file where they had all of the things and just go, Oh man, I'm, this is a super badass, And I wish I could play like this where I am in my save. Uh, but you can kind of do that here. You can get the boomerang pretty immediately. You can get all of those pieces of equipment. Well, you typically get the boomerang pretty early in every Zelda game. Well, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, like the problem you were on before, I think, is like it gave you so much from mm-hmm. you know using those save files. It gave you so much and so much to do uh, that it probably overwhelmed you a bit, uh, and you didn't want to go back and like you know when you start a Zelda game, it kind of paces you like you go buy something. You're like, I can't get over there now, so I'll come back later when I get the right equipment. And by constantly going back and forth, you memorize the map a lot more and get to know it like it, like kind of like. All its interest, interest, uh, uh, it's just all little nooks and crannies and everything like that to it. And so, uh, yeah, uh, this one, it definitely, after you get all the renting of the items, it doesn't fall prey to that, though, which is interesting. Like, uh, for some reason, uh, time has uh, aged well for the this old Zelda map, basically. Yeah, and they do, They, I mean, they still, even though you have all these choices of, to you uh, available to you very early in the game there are still things that gate you like you can get the power glove extremely early to be able to move rocks but then there's still the titan's myth that you have to go to a specific dungeon a lot later in the game to be able to move the big rocks um or or there are things that can only be accomplished by uh, by going through uh some of the later dungeons so they still kind of gate you a little bit but by just opening up the game so much more uh, I just felt like I had so many more options when it came to combat or when it came to puzzle solving, and and that was really cool. 
Uh, one of the other things I really enjoyed, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I love the uh, the painting mechanic. Yeah, that was used very, very uh, effective in uh, how they approached using that and didn't keep it as like a gimmick or anything like that. I'm still terrified of that. I never liked the hooks in Zelda games, like turning into a yeah. wolf or you know, the ocarina or the harp or the any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm typically not a big fan of like, oh, it's a Zelda game plus you can be a wolf. Right. Uh, maybe I just don't like Twilight Princess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is the same thing as getting like the ocarina. It's used in specific parts that like unlock puzzles and things like that. Or right, uh, you, you know, it's that one hook. Or in like the Wind Waker, it's the uh, uh, the baton or the uh, uh, changing the wind direction and all that stuff. Uh, this is the same thing, but it's used like a lot more with puzzles or dodging bosses or things like that. It, it seems much uh, more easy, like easy fitting for this kind of game. Plus, you can use it just about everywhere too. Yeah, so it's not specifically at, or at any point. And back to our talk about how it plays on nostalgia. There, it this mechanic makes you think about the link to the past Hyrule, the, the map there, it makes you think about it in a completely different ways. Where you, whereas before, in A Link to the Past, you could see, oh, hey, uh, right outside that cave is a heart piece, but I can't reach it from this cliff, so I know that I'll have to go into all these uh, these caves to be able to get up to that ledge. And in this one, it might be as easy as just getting to the right spot and hitting your uh, mural uh painting mechanic and then just getting over there and it it just it makes you think about the world in a vertical way as well as uh the horizontal way that you've always thought about a top-down zelda being Uh, so that was really great and and yeah back matt to your point uh for things like bosses it it almost acts as like an an easy mode uh, sometimes but sometimes they put you on a platform that doesn't have any uh, edge to it, right? And you can't use it, you know, if it, use it at all, like that, something like that. And it makes a little boss a little harder. So yeah, but you can't take damage from things in the in the main world, in the 3D world, if, if you're a painting. So yeah. there are lots of times where you know, here's a boss that's going to be uh, breathe fire at you, and you just melt into the wall and wait. For but it. hey, it's a tool that you can use, and you know, if you are clever enough to use it, right, then you should use it. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I, I thought Plus it, it uses your magic up And items in this now use magic You don't have bombs or arrows to find anymore It's like all tied to your magic meter And they all use different uh, Segments of it like Or like different like amounts to use Like bombs use more Yeah. And it replenishes like over time quickly too It's more like a, a like an endurance meter At that point uh, of mm. here to the, and, I, and I think that was great too Because I never had to search around for bombs Or search around for arrows I just I knew what I had, and I could make this happen, and it's, <laughs> I know this is going to sound, I mean, I don't have any great basis for this, only having beaten two Zelda games, but it's my favorite Zelda game of all time. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it quite a lot, and I'm definitely, I'm close to finishing it, I just wanted to beat SteamWorld Day, because that was such a short and sweet game that, you know, you just want to quickly get it done. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Not in any mean way saying getting it out of the way, but you just want to you just want to play it to completion. Yeah, it's uh, nice to and this one too. Just beaten a day. Yeah, I wish there were more games like that. I I think that's why I really enjoyed Steam. Hey, there's there's Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I need to download that and play that. You haven't played Brothers. Yet. Telltale needs to make everything. I still haven't played Brothers. You still haven't played. You should play Brothers. Oh, you should really that. play Brothers. Okay. Um, my only problem with Zelda, I, I will make this mention. Uh, I don't like how you only can control Link with the analog. Uh, stick. 
I like it, except when I'm trying to shoot, like, anything. It locks you in a place, and sometimes I'm always at a diagonal. Yeah. And uh, when I want to just look, like, either left or right or up or down. Yeah, I mean, it's such a small nitpick, but I, I just like playing things with the D-pad more than the mm-hmm. more than the uh, circle pad. And I like the circle pad, though. It, it, it's fine. There, there's yeah. no problems with it. I just wish there was an option that says, switch what the D-pad and the circle pad do, because the D-pad will let you look a little further in any direction, which can be helpful. I didn't use it very often at all, uh, but I just I wish I could have just switched those two control schemes, and it seems like such an easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know the circle pad isn't full analog, but there are two speeds, links, uh, like runs in this game. You have like a slow speed and a fast speed, so I don't know if that was probably something anyway. to do with that. It could be, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, like all the D-pad, like I tried moving around the first time, like they're like, wake up, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm pressing the D-pad, and like, oh, it's using the circle pad. And yeah, all the D-pad does is like look to the left or right, like just moves the camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but highly, re- I highly recommend getting this game if you are ever interested in this whole game, this is a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's a must-play for 3DS owners. Uh, more, than, more than Pokemon, I would argue more than Animal Crossing. Uh, if you have a 3DS, uh, this is this is the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I, not our favorite. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, not quite my favorite. <laughs> um, but it is it is a hell of a game, and uh, and one that I feel like is going to get talked about uh, for game of the year stuff for everybody, mm-hmm. um, not just handheld games. Um, before we get to uh, the game that Matt and I really want to talk about. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about some, uh, just some other kind of uh, 3DS games that weren't necessarily my favorites, but were definitely worth uh, worth discussing, or at least worth mentioning. And uh, and that would be uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Uh, that's, it's a, I've enjoyed the Mario and Luigi series, I've really enjoyed the Paper Mario series, and uh, they're just really well done RPGs uh, that have great writing. And Dream Team has great writing. Uh, the combat mechanics are great. Uh, the only problem is... Uh, actually, there's more than one problem. <laughs> um, it definitely outstays its welcome. It's so long and so padded out. Uh, mm. And it's also very over-tutorialized. Uh, at the beginning, you are going to be have your hand held for a long time. And, uh, and that really, really hurt the experience for me. Uh, and then just having to kind of slog through a lot of stuff near the end of the game. Uh, that was also... Uh, a little disappointing, uh, and also their big uh, their big uh, gimmicky mechanic of having uh, this dreamy Luigi that can uh, grow into these boss battles that have you that have this giant Luigi that takes up both screens and the little Mario that's standing on his shoulder that can do other little things during the battles. Uh, those battles suck because really, those look really awesome in the video. They look was... amazing, but they are nothing yeah. but trial and error, uh, and they are very limited in what you can do. And for a game that has all these RPG mechanics, where you can upgrade your equipment and upgrade your levels and do these other things to to get more health or to get more attack or to get more luck, uh, any battle with uh, the big Luigi's are just it, it's it forgets everything else you've done in the past. You don't. You can't take any of that stuff with you, so it just it levels the playing field in a way that isn't fun or fair. When I have uh, done all this work to make myself into a powerhouse, so 
any any of the regular. I mean, there you you'll have boss battles where it's just Mario and Luigi in the regular combat, where those those are great. Those are inventive. Those um, take in, into account all the stuff you've done in the past. But then there are just the big ones, the big important boss battles. They're just no fun because it's all trial and error. And I, oh, it was rough. Um, so it, it's a cool game, but if you're looking for something better than Bowser's Inside Story, you're not you're not going to find it here. Uh, so someone who hasn't played any of the Mario and Luigi games, uh, unfortunately, I should probably go to Bowser's Inside Story. That seems to be the one that everyone really likes. Uh, I thought the first one was pretty good. Uh, uh, Superstar Saga as well. Uh, and then I'd always just suggest going back and playing any of the Paper Mario games or uh, mm-hmm. or Legend of the Seven Stars if you want to get... Oh, dude, no, that, that's, that game is... Uh, I should play that game again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stay. That's a mainstay of one of my games. So uh, so that was cool. Uh, I, I really bought the 3DS XL because I liked the way it looked. Um, that, that was the Mario and Luigi one. Did you get that game for free, too? Or? It's, it's pre-installed on the system, <laughs> so I've got another copy Can't that I don't really want. And I have my physical copy that I'll probably give away or sell, because I, I just I don't see a reason to go back and play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, another game uh, we should also talk about, being that this is the year of Luigi, um, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 2 or Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the 3DS. Uh, I didn't get super far in that game. Uh, I'm still on the first mansion, in fact, so uh, that that's not a very far at all. But uh, that's a really well done game. It's it's very cool. Uh, it's it's very different from what a, a Mario game is. And if you enjoyed Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube, this is this is going to be right back up your alley. Uh, it does a couple things that streamline some stuff from uh, the first game, and it's. It's just a really interesting take. Uh, it's an experience that you don't get on the 3DS very much. Uh, it takes advantage of the 3D pretty well if you if you like using your 3D. Uh, it feels like it feels like going through a diorama, and and that's a really cool thing. So uh, I have to check it out. I never played the first Luigi's Mansion, uh, but this one looks like it could. Uh, it looks like it uh, plays well for a handheld like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Complements it well. Absolutely, it it has some kind of handholdy stuff in the in the beginning too, but it's, yeah, it's not quite as bad. It's Nintendo. <laughs> what do you expect at this point? And it's it's a game it's a game with some really interesting exploration and, and puzzly elements, and it's a lot more relaxed than than a game with Luigi would make you imagine. Like you'd, you'd imagine that oh, there's a lot of platforming and jumping around, and no, it's it's a lot of walking. And looking and poking around at different things and, and seeing if you can explore, and uh, and that's it's just a really interesting style of game. Uh, definitely not one of my favorites of the year, but a, a very solid choice uh, if you have a 3DS. So now I guess we can talk about uh, the important one. <laughs> Matt, would you <laughs> yeah. uh, would you care to to tell us about uh, this game? Uh, a little bit of, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening, <laughs> a.k.a. one of the best games of the year. Maybe the best game ever. I think it's the best game of the year, period. Uh, probably that no one else remembers or we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, it's was probably the, uh, before it came out, the swan song for Fire Emblem games. I heard it was supposed to be the last big hurrah, and uh, it did surprisingly so well that they're going to make more of them, I guess, or something like that. But 
they went all out uh, for this uh, release for Fire Emblem. They made fully the beautiful cutscenes that look really good on the 3DS. I was surprised. Yeah. At uh, how Rob production volumes are. I just wanted more. Yeah, I know. Fully voiced in a lot of parts, too. Uh, excellent translation from... Uh, did 84 do the translation? They did, indeed. The excellent, like, the translation, because there's a lot of uh, team-building dialogue uh, involved in this game, too. Uh, the main hook for this is, basically, it's a real-time... Or not real-time, sorry, a turn-based strategy game uh, where you use different uh, fantasy items, like a knight or... Uh, Wizards and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to go into all the details about everything, but I mean, if basically, played, if you played a Final Fantasy Tactics or if you've played, especially Advance Wars, uh, this this game is made by the same people who make Advance Wars, and it's it's fantastic. I'm sorry, yeah. on that. <laughs> but yeah, basically, you take turns attacking. Uh, you go first, then your enemy, and it's you know you get one attack, um, like some buffers and some other things that you can do too, like some use staffs to move uh, your allies around or. Uh, you can use an item or a potion that takes up your turn, something like that. And uh, you take turns, and it's the hook had always been that once one of your character uh, falls in battle, you can't use that character anymore as the game progresses. Uh, this, uh, you know, they added a casual mode so you can lose a character in battle and can continue on with the character. They'll just, you know, they were so wounded they had to leave, but oh, they're okay now or something like that. I haven't played casual mode. Uh, but I th- you said Chase that's how you played it uh, yeah. this, this go around I mean it, it's, it fixed my hang ups with Fire Emblem I love I've loved Fire Emblem in the past I played Sacred Stones and then Shadow Dragon for the DS and as much as I loved them my problems were I really enjoyed the story stuff uh, that you can do with characters and the relationships they build but one falls in battle and you just lose all of that and yeah. I know that I, I really just hate going back and feeling like I've wasted time. Um, so if like if if I ever have a save file that corrupts and I have to go back to an older one, that kills it for me. Or <laughs> if there's some bad checkpointing and I die in a spot and it takes me back, you know, ten minutes before I was, I was like, ah, do I really want to go back and play these ten minutes? So the yeah. idea of permadeath has never been something I've really enjoyed, um, and having a casual mode on Fire Emblem, even though even though it makes the game easier, and I completely understand that I'm playing baby Fire Emblem, uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it because I just, I'm building the characters the way I want to. It's, it's very much more like a, a Pokemon at that point where you, every little bit helps and every little bit counts and you're, you're leveling up things and making them better and, and the, customi- the custom, customization options just do, you can, even though there's a set amount of characters, uh, you can make a completely different team than somebody else, even if you're using the exact same squad of, of guys, because they'll have yeah. different abilities. Yeah, and then one of the big hooks to this game is, uh, as you're saying, there's a lot of team building. And in this game, you can actually build relationships as uh, you partner up in battle. If they're on the adjacent square, they'll help out each other. Um, and uh, Or you can have them, like, team up in the same, like, you could have uh, one of your, uh, like, knights team up with one of your Pegasus knights, and they can fly around if the Pegasus knight is leading. You can still fly and act like it was uh, a flying mount character or something like that and move it as, as such. Uh, but building them up, your relationships, you get, later on you get your kids involved and things like that. It's a lot of uh, time travel stuff, kind of. But it, I think it fits well. It doesn't, 
like overstay its welcome or it doesn't play uh, it, it's weird but it doesn't play itself too weird kind of in that kind of way mm-hmm. uh, it takes itself serious in the right points I should say if that makes if that makes sense yeah I mean there's uh, no even DeLoreans though, there's no Doc Brown saying we have to go back and uh, but there are but there are funny parts in the dialogue and it helps that 8-4 did a great job translating and make a lot of like the flavor text and the flavor dialogue uh, very funny absolutely yeah, uh, and like you said, the customization like there's some surprising depth to like how you can build up your kids and who marries who and that what does that produce and things like that, uh, or how you can like build up your character and then change their class to another level and build them a different way, uh, and how that affects the game as you progress. It felt uh, it felt very much like Dragon Quest Nine in some of those uh, aspects where you keep the abilities. Even though you change uh, the skills, like uh, if you if you change from your assassin class to your swordmaster class, you'll lose the ability to shoot arrows because only only, yeah. only assassins and I mean there are a couple archer classes, but uh, it doesn't stack. Can't but it, use uh, yeah, swordmasters can't use bows, but assassins can. So you can't do that, but you'll still have the abilities that an assassin can learn. Like uh, lethality, which is mm-hmm. a, a chance just to uh, kill an enemy outright. Yep. Um, so, so a lot of those things are really uh, helpful. And when you build, when you're building your team, you kind of just grind for those new skills and abilities and change classes. And yeah. uh, it allows for a lot of replay value, uh, or not replay value, since <laughs> since the game doesn't really have a new game plus, but it just allows you to. You can just keep going though if you wanted to. <laughs> It forgets uh, that you ever finished the game. Uh, it, it forgets the final boss battle and just lets you keep fighting or go back and, and re-challenge the final boss. Or play DLC or whatever. Or the, uh, some of the spot passing, too, is actually really neat. You play other teams uh, that you uh, pass in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let's talk about uh, some of that, uh, especially the DLC. This game... Uh, I haven't played any of the DLC. That's the other thing. <laughs> I've played all of the DLC, and I've... Uh, worth getting? I have sunk a shit ton of money into Fire Emblem for all of that <laughs> DLC. Uh, it, there, are some, there are definitely some that are better than others. Um, there, and it, I, It's been so long, and there are so many that I can't tell you exactly which ones are the absolute best. No, don't worry. If it, but if they're worth all worth getting, if you just want to play more Fire Emblem, they're all pretty much... Yeah, uh, safe bet. they're all pretty solid, uh, and you get things for finishing them. Uh, because in addition to the the main cast of characters, you'll you'll create your own character, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's your avatar character, and then there's a cast of characters, and then you can do all the marriage stuff to get the children of all those characters. And so that's kind of the main line. But then you'll also get these cards. Uh, it's not a card battling game, uh, <laughs> but you will get these cards that have the spirit of past Fire Emblem yep. fighters on it. So you'll get uh, you'll get characters like Roy, and you'll get characters like Ike, if you remember playing them from Smash Brothers, and uh, you get to play with some of those guys. And they just, they add, they, they have their own uh, set of skills. They're not as... Uh, they're not as well made in graphically as the other characters because they all kind of have to look somewhat generic. But they use a lot of the old art assets from old Fire Emblem games, a lot of the drawn, hand-drawn character portraits. And even though they don't have unique dialogue options, 
it's it's awesome to play with Ike and to just have him go through and and destroy characters. Mm-hmm. And, or huh? Or uh, after beating him, you can uh, get him to add to your team too. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and and then they can they have the same class changing stuff too. So you can keep grinding for abilities with them. And, uh, and that's pretty cool. They're not going to be as strong as your children characters because the children are able to get so many different skills and, and uh, extra buffs and bonuses from their parents. Uh, those are the ones that if you really want to play Fire Emblem competitively, those are the ones that you've got to play as. But um, but it is. It just gives you so many options. And, and then you talked about Spot Pass and Street Pass and to be able to uh, cross, cross by anybody... Uh, on the street and find their Fire Emblem team and, and face them. Mm-hmm. That's It's really cool. And then you're able yeah. to add their uh, characters, their avatar characters that they've made uh, to your team, and that's that's also pretty cool as well. Yeah, it just uh, you can keep playing this game, and uh, that's why it's probably my game of the year, basically. Yeah, I've, I've played uh, through all the way twice, and have put in uh, 500 hours between them. <laughs> and I only put in 100 hours, and I still have to beat the main game. Like, I'm still playing it. And, uh, but uh, that's just to, to my stubbornness of playing it on uh, classic mode. And then I'm starting again, because uh, yeah. uh, there's I, I figured out the first time I played through, I married the wrong character, mm-hmm. uh, because I could have a, an amazing child if I just married the uh, married a different character. Yeah, and Zach, you should also get this game because you can skip the battles. You can set it to make the battles really, really, really quick. Like, you don't have to go through any of the animations. It's just, like, overhead view uh, style, basically. My only exposure to Fire Emblem was the first one, and the battles were really quick in that, right? You each had, like, Mm -hmm. one hit, and it was over? Yep. These are all 3D, though, so they do take a little bit of time. You can fast-forward them. They look really nice, especially in 3D, but if you don't want to do that and you just want to, you know, quickly get through a couple of the easier uh, matches or either easier battles or just want to play it like that, you can hold a button and play it quickly like that or set it in the menus and that's the way it is. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're now, are the, are the hit sounds, are, they, are those still really brutal? Like, I remember in the first one and whenever you, like, stab somebody, it sounded really terrible and the screen shook and it was just really gruesome. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. definitely some of that. Uh, like, you'll, you'll have some Pegasus Knights with their, with their big spears You'll see that flying horse rear way back, and you go, "Oh God, this is gonna hurt." You'll see the uh, the generals do a penguin slide with the lance. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so weird, but it's awesome. There, uh, it's a it's a cool game. Uh, yeah, lethality has a nice little like added like uh, almost almost like Killer Seven filter added to it, or some some like that style. Yeah, you get like, like a red background, black with a black silhouette, black silhouette. And, yeah. uh, the blood splatter that that goes through from just slicing through a guy ninja style. Uh, and, you know, it's a pretty mature game, too, I, I must say. Like, you know, it's team-rated, and there's, you know, not cussing or anything like that, but uh, the story is... language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story, takes, like I said, takes itself serious in the right parts, I think. Uh, the production values are amazing, uh, especially yeah, I, a 3DS game. I recently have had my eye on tactics games or, like, turn-based type stuff like that because I really liked XCOM yeah. recently, so... I think I might have to check this one out. This this is a good step from XCOM. It'll be a lot easier than XCOM. XCOM's pretty brutal, um, but uh, I mean, uh, you you talked about uh, before the show. We talked a little bit about Patrick Klepek, and he went from Fire Emblem to XCOM and enjoyed enjoyed that kind of transition. So I think you'd probably enjoy Fire Emblem as well. And then 
have you played an Advance Wars game before? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. So Advance Wars... I just picked one up on GBA. If you like Advance Wars at all, Fire Emblem is is very much like it, almost to a fault. Uh, but it has just the RPG elements that... that Fire Emblem came first, Chase. I remember. I remember. <laughs> they're, they're both very solid games. I like them both. Uh, I can't wait until Intelligent Systems makes another Advance Wars game. I think that would be awesome. Yep, or Shimagami Tensei and Crossfire Emblem. I hope that's still in production. I, I hope so, too. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah get your Shimagami Tensei out of here. I don't like that. I, I wanted to play that game this year. Like, didn't have enough room for another... Uh, JRPG-like game. Same here. Is that a, is that a man? Is Shin Megami Tensei a person? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Japanese, I think, for, like, uh, like ghosts or something like that. I forget. Yeah. yeah. Shin, Shin, I'm pretty sure, means death. I oh. I can't remember. Uh, anyway. Death man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, death man. Uh, I, I own Shin Megami Tensei 4. Uh, I, bought the, I bought the copy because if you got that and Fire Emblem, <laughs> you'd get $30 of eShop credit. I wanted to do that, just didn't have the money for it, unfortunately. But so, so it ended up just like if I thought about it, it was really just five bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just felt like, all right, I'll I'll make the I'll make the move. I'll get this game. I did. I finished Persona Four Golden this year on my Vita, and and absolutely I still got to play that. It's such a fantastic game. I have Persona Four for PS2. I got to play that. Yeah. Um, so so I thought, well, I I should probably buy this and, and see if it's any good. Uh, but it's still in the box. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely get to it uh, sometime. But with Pokemon and with Fire Emblem and so many other games that just were these massive time sinks, uh, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei was just, man, that's another that's another hundred or so hours that I know I'd put into that, and I'm just not willing to do that at the moment. Uh, but it'll definitely get played. And uh, I'm sorry if I absolutely love it. Uh, maybe I'll end up changing my mind and coming back and saying, yeah, that was actually the best game of 2013. But uh, I doubt it. I bet it's still Fire Emblem. I kind of feel like Fire Emblem's <laughs> going to do just fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel like, it, unless we, we skipped anything... Uh, just a little shout-out to Gunman Clive. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a nice little uh, $2 game that came out that you can also get on Android, but why would you play it without a... Control pad. I, I don't know why you play that game touchscreen. It's a little like Mega Man in that sense. Why would you have an Android phone? Is it better? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. iPhone Elite. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little game with a nice art style. Uh, it was pretty simplistic, but, mm-hmm. you know, for, for two, two, bucks, two bucks, it's really good. Cool game. Uh, and I think also it's worth mentioning that we got a ton of Pacross games this year Pacross E, Pacross E2, and Pacross E3. I haven't played any of those. I've only heard <laughs> mind-melting things about Picross. <laughs> they, they they are fine. They are Picross games, and they are good. But um, unlike Mario's Picross, you're not going to get Nintendo characters or, or like Nintendo-y things, which is sad because I feel like you need you need that extra little fun of in like a really simplistic puzzle game like that. Uh, it'd be yeah. nice to have some some more visual flair to it, but. It's if you're if you're looking for a very solid puzzle game, you can't go wrong with Pacross. So, I definitely say 3DS is definitely like uh, handheld, if not gaming console of the year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just by sheer amount of what you can play on it and what it has to offer, uh, even like a new Ace Attorney game uh, that's mm-hmm. download only, but still. Yeah, I didn't play any of that, but I, I've heard people say it's good. Um, and just yeah, the 3DS had an embarrassment of riches this year. 
and I think it really legitimized itself as as a handheld and as a console that's that's not going to go away. We had it had a rough launch. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of games to play. Uh, we went through the ambassador program and the and the price slashing, but I, I think this year is where they said, "Yeah, by the way, this we're still Nintendo. We still know how to make handheld stuff, and uh, we're not we're not going away anytime soon." Um, and I feel like that's not quite something they were able to say with the Wii U this year. No, uh, but we got a couple things, but uh, it's not. not I'm gonna get one so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get one of those soon as well too. But I'll yeah. get one when Smash Brothers comes out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna buy that on 3ds too. Uh, I, I wish those two were cross compatible in some way. How, how sweet would that be? That would be pretty cool. Oh, uh, well, the next version, maybe. But I also like the idea that they're going to be different. That there's going to there's going to be different yeah. content, different yeah. levels, possibly even different characters. It'll be awesome just to play portable Smash Brothers oh. if it's really really good. I I wonder what the Street Pass features will be if they'll. Oh like, man. Because I we let's talk about this just a little bit. Really great Street Pass features over the whole year. That oh yeah, Zelda had some really good ones too. Uh, the oh. Shadow Link battle. Zeldas were all right. I played against one. Um, it it definitely doesn't take away anything from the main game, which is good. No, but it definitely it's a nice. I think it's a nice little aside. It was a fun touch. Uh, Pokemon I think had a pretty weak one uh, in that you got like extra some kind of point system currency that goes for these other items that you... Oh, that's lame. Just make it, like, necessary. just do a street battle, uh, yeah, street pass. Exactly. Like, like, I let me get his, let me get his team and just make it a computer-controlled... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey, look at what Fire Emblem did. Uh, exactly. Just, Same thing as Fire Emblem. Just do that. Fire Emblem was great. Uh, Animal Crossing, I would argue, had the absolute best. What is Fire... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, what was Animal Crossing? For Animal Crossing, anybody you pass by with who has Animal Crossing, you will have... A special section at the at the very northern part of your town that is called the HHA Showcase. Uh, so the HHA is the Happy Home Academy or something like that, <laughs> Happy Home Association, uh, and they will just build all these quote unquote model homes in this showroom of just here's here's the houses of other players, and you can go in and you can look at what they've done with their furniture stuff. You can uh, their catalogs are added to yours in that you can just go in and buy uh, their awesome furniture. Or oh, right on. So that's why I see QR codes of, uh, like, outfits and things like that for uh, uh, Animal Crossing all the time, too. Like, you can do that as well. Yeah, that, that's a separate thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that's yeah, basically... So many cool features like that. Uh, and then also you're able to kind of show off your accomplishments in that. Just like, hey, I, I got a gold bug... Uh, bug Contest trophy, uh, and you have that in your house. Or it's a great way of discovering like, some really cool features that maybe you haven't found. Like the if you're really good friends with somebody in your town, they'll eventually give you a picture of them, and you can put that in your house. And that's the only way of getting it is to be exceedingly nice and and like becoming super best friends with somebody. So if you can get one of those pictures, you know that somebody went through a lot of effort to to go through that. Uh, or that somebody has a gold piece of furniture. Like I have a gold piggy bank in my in my house, and you get the piggy bank by going through uh, specific stuff with the post office, and then from there you have to take the piggy bank and some gold to this uh, this kind of craftsman guy, and he will turn your piggy bank gold. So there, 
it, and then it becomes a piggy bank that you can't buy from the catalog. So uh, it, it kind of has some exclusive item stuff, uh, and it's it's just so cool to go through other people's houses and see how they've built things, and uh, it gives you. Ideas. I don't know, man. That sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little voyeurism to it, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. I I really enjoyed that feature. And Nintendo. I didn't know you had such a dark side. <laughs> yeah. I also just really enjoy Street Pass. Just to throw that out there, yeah. I'm new to that whole game. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just in general, those things are cool, uh, and we got uh, a bunch new, a bunch of new Street Pass games this year. Uh, I didn't end up purchasing any of them, um, but I'm, I'm sure before uh, PAX uh, this next year, I'll yeah. probably grab them all and and see yeah. what kind of Street Pass trouble I can get into. Yes. So I, I, I used to I used to make fun of 3ds people for street passing because that's all I saw them do PAX things but now I get it it's actually pretty fun hey that's fair that that first year of PAX I was I was definitely uh, way into the street passing and I could see how that'd be annoying uh, my second year I toned it down a little bit knowing what I was getting into but yeah so uh, 3DS great assistance in Super Nintendo right yeah sure that's fair it's totally fair um, anyway I think this is a good place to uh, take a take a short break uh, we talked a lot about 3DS stuff. Uh, looking at my list, we're probably not going to have as much to talk about when it comes to Vita and on iOS stuff, but uh, I think this was a really good uh, year-end review of, of the, the Nintendo's handheld system. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you both for, for helping me with that, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit to uh, talk about uh, Vita and iOS. Blast, 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 blast. 